Each week, nearly a dozen movies are released theatrically. 40 films a month, more than 400 a year. That's a plethora of cinema. Too much cinema. You'd have to be an addict to see all that. But don't fret. We've got you covered. This is Cinematics. Welcome to Cinematics episode 152. Greg, where's the parade tape? Parade. Where's the, where, where, the parade? Tape. I feel like there we should be celebrations. We're oh, doing yeah, 152 yeah. episodes. It's a lot, a lot of episodes, right? A lot. Of, well, I mean, good. Not as many as 153, but yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot of episodes. Hey, today we're going to talk about the second half of May. Uh, I'd like to thank Bruce and Eric uh, for picking up the slack for for this guy over here. I'm pointing thank at Greg. You, thank you guys for picking up the slack. I was going to say something really mean and nasty, but that wouldn't be true. They're very nice people. Mm-hmm. I talked to Eric just last night. Actually, I called yeah. him up and uh, to thank him. And for what? ask him some questions well, for, 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 for dealing with you. Uh, I never thank Eric for anything. Earlier in the month. I, what, what, oh. Early in the month, each month, he deals with you and he <laughs> takes you off my back. <laughs> thank you, Eric. I went on this diatribe <laughs> with Eric on the phone and oh, I was talking what? about uh, I, yeah. going down that route a little bit and I'm going like, thank you so much because I just, Greg's energy is just the worst. And, you know, I love the guy <laughs> and I want to continue doing the show, but it just puts me in a bad mood every time I got to be with him, every time he's in the room. And I just dread it when he's on his way over. It's just like I'm counting down to misery. And I hope he concurred. And I get to, it was, it was much, it was more colorful than that. Right. And I was really like committed to the bit. Yeah. And then, uh, I stopped talking and I just hear him say, what? Because <laughs> I had cut out. He couldn't hear anything that I was saying. And I'm like, oh, dude, that was one of my best performances in a while. <laughs> so I I just changed the subject. Very good. No, no, no. no. I, honestly, it's it's uh, one of my favorite things to listen to each month now, uh, hearing you guys oh, together talk about so it. Much. Yeah. That was really good. That was really I good. I don't appreciate all the Speely jokes because I'm assuming <laughs> that you know, somebody, you know, you take 10 people, at least one person probably thinks, oh, Anderson likes Speely. I don't and, need that. And, and in all fairness, Anderson, I think you have your. Sh- we all we both have a share of Spielberg films we like. T- I mean, War Horse, I have it framed on my wall. You see it right <laughs> okay. there, right? Okay. I yeah. even got one of those little yeah. museum lights, so like it lights up and it, it shines down on it. Yeah. Speaking of shining down, I here's the thing. Shining here's, down. You wanted me to remind you about something regarding Marvel and MCU, oh, and Doctor yes, Strange, yes, yes. and Sam Raimi, and. I think you're – in my nightmares, I think you're going to defend this movie in front of me or something? No. uh, This is what's crazy, and a lot of you have probably already heard this, but I feel like it bears repeating uh, because it's uh, phenomenal. And uh, uh, I – in the course of maybe 120 seconds, Greg, two minutes went by in my life where I was – you know. I, I, Marvel is amazing. Marvel does fantastic things. Marvel has brought things to life that are very important to people. I am not one of those people, so I get fatigue. I've had fatigue since the second Iron Man. I think I've had fatigue. Maybe halfway through the first Iron Man. I was like, is it okay? Is it how much longer? And here we are, like, what, 15, 20 years later, and it's continuing. And it really depresses me that people don't want to get out of their house and go see a movie unless there's capes and masks involved. And that's sad. But that's, you know, what are you going to do? At least movie theaters continue to thrive because of Marvel movies. And it could be a lot worse. I mean, it could be all Fast and Furious, and that's the only thing that people are going to see. All that said, I get annoyed with Marvel, but it's not their fault. I mean, they're... Why wouldn't they continue and and crush it and make the best movies that they can make? And usually they do. One of my main problems with them was how they were trying to shove this uh, this 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 woke energy into their movies. Uh, you know, each with each new movie, it seems like they're they're trying to get more and more progressive and draw attention to themselves. And that that kind of bugs me because I feel like it's hip. It's it's not honest because of China, right? And China bans these movies. Sure, yeah. So. 
according to my brain, they were making concessions and compromises and allowing, you know, different cuts and things to be censored and edited out of their movies. Uh, like the most recent one, which is Dr. Strange. And they got, you know, the, the two moms going on over there and, uh, they, she's wearing like a, a gay pride pin throughout the entire movie. And I'm like, Oh, like, you know, obviously I didn't do the math for the gay pride pin throughout the movie, but I'm like uh, the, uh, in China, like they're not going to see this. So it's like very, very progressive wet and uh, for Western audiences. And then China, yeah. Well, I spent very little time looking into like how much money and China and the market and Marvel movies. They aren't releasing these movies in China. They are saying, "Hey, if you don't like it, China, you can eat something rude. Eat us something." Yeah. They're they're purposely they're to the point now where they're in Doctor Strange. They're purposely putting things in the movie as an fu to China, and they're giving up about fifty percent of their could be profits. They're literally sacrificing billions of dollars to get progressive messages into their movies, which I think is the most punk punk rock thing that's ever happened in movies. Maybe you're so you're tipping in your hand. That's really absolute cool. tip of the, of the cap. The fact that no one's talking about this, that this isn't common knowledge that they're giving up not every single movie, but most of the Marvel movies, especially recently have just not gotten uh, released in, in China. And that's like half of the box office. That is really cool. That is very cool. It's shocking. Yeah, yeah. And I guess Disney's not real pleased about it, but like Marvel's big enough to kind of do what they want. Marvel's like, what are you going to do? Like, if you don't like it? Like, there's a lot of people who are very upset. They're like, hey, can't we just pull back a little bit and get the China money? And like the powers, because obviously it was a bunch of liberal, you know, uh, hippies that kind of came up with this stuff back in the, you know, the early days. And like, you know, they're storytellers and they're, they're good people and they have sound hearts and they want to, you know, representation and they want, you know, everyone to feel represented and feel good. And like, they're good people, right? And they're continuing their message and and losing lots of money to do so. And I hmm. I am very impressed by that. So I'm a, I'm a Marvel fan now. Obviously, okay. Obviously, that does not make you like the film more. Did you end, end up liking at least Doctor Strange and the multi multi? I like the last act. It was okay. a lot, a lot of work to get there, though. A lot of work, meaning it was the story. I had to was, deal with a whole lot of stuff that I didn't really respond to. That I I saw a lot of the ceiling while I was watching that movie. Because do you feel? Do you I was feel rolling like, my eyes a lot. Oh, you were rolling your yeah. okay. You didn't even like the you know the the violence in the movie. Did you for PG thirteen? Okay. Okay. I liked it. I, I was shocked that it was R rated. I mean PG thirteen. I thought it was like an R rating. Like we already yeah we talked about that. But hmm. I, I I liked I I saw a lot of Sam Raimi there in the last act. That's just which is a good thing. Yeah, well, I mean, usually, I mean, did crime, you more? crime wave. You, see, have you ever seen Crime Wave? No, I haven't seen a crime lot. wave. I, have, I haven't seen any of the Sam Raimi directed movie written by the Coen Brothers. Good and it's awful. Oh, it's really like <laughs> really bad. Not even worth watching. No. Oh, okay, okay. But you know, he he can't win them all. But yeah, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, all the Army of Darkness stuff to an extent. Yeah, I I saw a lot of him in the last uh, act of of Doctor Strange, which was interesting. But also, it gives me pause, and I'm concerned, and I've been saying it for a while that Marvel's going to get so big that like. <laughs> Marvel and film are just going to be kind of intermersed and like, you don't even have to say Marvel anymore. Kind of like when you go to China and like, yeah, not again with China, but you go to China, like it's not Chinese food over there. It's just food. Like every movie is going to be Marvel. Yeah. And they're going to do every genre. You know what I mean? Like this is their horror genre. Oh, right. Right. They got noir with Logan. Okay. Oh, I feel like they're going to have rom-coms coming up pretty soon. They're probably going to get Thor involved in some kind of rom-com. Rom-com Ant-Man. Like every single Every single IP movie will just be... It's going to be a genre. Oh, yeah, Marvel movies. Every studio movie will be a Marvel movie somehow. Oh, wow. 
they'll have Western somehow. Like it's every, <laughs> that's interesting. That's a good point. Yeah. It's, it's scary because it's like, I want, uh, I just want, I just want people to watch more movies that aren't Cape's Crusaders. That's all. I just want, I want them to, oh, I want it to be a gateway to, to like independent movies and other movies and movies from yesteryear. And it, it seems like it's not, that's not going to happen because they're, they're, it, it's only, it should only be a, a, a place to help theaters continue to exist. All these other movies, like maybe some movies like Antlers, uh, they're going to be streaming on HBO Max. And mm-hmm. I think that's how people but are going to watch it. And Tarantino said that a long time ago. He said uh, that's one of the reasons why he wants to retire. He says, hey, you know, at this point, you're not even making movies. You're making TV series. I didn't know that. For theaters. That's why he wants to retire. Not, not even for theaters. Like He's like, you're not shooting. No one's shooting on film. Everything is an anthology or it goes straight to video. Uh, you don't even see it. It's not an event. And he's, that's one of the main reasons why he wanted to stop. That's I don't know what point. is, where he's at lately, but it isn't like movies anymore. And God, I, you know, this week has been an old man week for me, but it's very sad. Very sad. Well, you're not going to be sad on your sophomore film if you're shooting it on digital though, right? I mean, you can watch film. Mm-hmm. You can, do- I'd love to shoot it on film. I'd love to shoot my next one on film, but we'll see. Really? I'd love to. I'd love to. Oh wow! I, I just saw something that was shot on sixteen. It was ballsy. You miss it? Do you miss? Do you miss the film? The star, the green. Yeah, I didn't spend a whole lot of time on it, but like my first three or four films were all shot on film, and yeah, there's just nothing like it, Greg. There's yeah. nothing like it. It is so scary. So all those filmmakers saying you can replicate the grain—that's BS. I don't, I don't. I think that you can closer now than ever, but that's still BS. I yeah, you can still tell the feel. The feel of film is still a little bit different. But I wouldn't be surprised if you gave me like a taste test and gave me show me five five movies, two of them were film clips, uh, and I had to pick the film. I might get like one wrong, two wrong. Who knows? Maybe if you're shooting on film, the performances are different. The way the the things the energy is different. That much different. I can tell you for sure. The energy on set is different, especially if you're independent and money is a, a big issue. Yeah, hemorrhaging, yeah, shooting on a film, and, the, <laughs> and there's 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 as many bad things with film as there are good things too. Because going home. You know, I, I can just speak for uh, groupers. If we're shooting that on film, I would not have felt comfortable until I got saw some dailies because you never know. Like some like reels get lost, reels get overexposed. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you know it gets loaded improperly, or there's a light leak. Yeah, you don't know. Would you even have a, your day done uh, until you actually get it processed? And with you know, obviously with video, it's 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 instantaneous. But I would love to shoot it on film just just because of the experience is so much fun. Wow. It really is. Wow. Huh, interesting. Speaking of film, what have you seen lately before we get to the last couple of weeks that you really loved? And and please please don't say society. The society sounds I was listening to TFV, it sounds like a really gross movie. I, I barely talked about it. society on the last one, which was oh. great that I just happened because a listener assigned to society and I got to watch that right after Reanimator, which they're connected. So that was uh, was pretty sweet. Billy Warlock, one of the lead actors from Society. This is just a little continuation yeah, of TFV. Yeah. I was l- looking up. I am surprised you don't remember Billy Warlock from because from our from our uh, generation because he was in Baywatch. He was a regular no, on I Baywatch. Didn't watch, I didn't watch Baywatch. He was uh, with Erica Eleniak, a co-star uh, in Baywatch. I used to watch some episodes of Baywatch myself. But Billy Warlock, a diminutive actor, a diminutive actor. Mm-hmm. He actually spent after Baywatch. He spent a, career, a pretty good career in soaps for a while oh. and soaps and movies and. He retired in 2010, 2011. As of recently, I saw a a 2020 article. He is currently, as of 2020, a ski instructor over in Australia. He's living a life. Living the life. Yeah. But yeah. It's good for Warlock. But speaking great of great name, yeah, Warlock, very great, very good name. Speaking of a very good, good stuff. Have you seen anything really that that sticks out? The Northman is uh, amazing. 
Yep. To me. Anyways, I've heard uh, from its detractors. I got personal emails from listeners who were very upset at the movie, did not like it, didn't work for them. But I really loved seeing an independent movie uh, and Eggers, uh, who is a very independent, very esoteric director trying to make a movie for the masses, which he did not. But I still absolutely love $70 million budget. And uh, it was uh, another one of these time travel movies. Like I felt like I was in in that space. And oh. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't checked it out yet. It is, uh, it's pretty incredible. Uh, and what else have I seen that, uh, is worth talking about, Greg? Uh, that I guess the other big one, uh, that I've seen since I last saw you is the sadness, which I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on, but right. it's that horror film. It's known for being really gory. Yeah. Some people say it's actually in poor taste, the gore. It's not oh. necessary. Or is it? Do you find that to be necessary? I feel like it walked a line, and it probably could have gone over the line. When I'm watching movies like this, it's like, okay, I can see that you're just you're going for shock value. It's one of these, you know, Cat Three movies, and they're going much along the lines of like uh, Human Centipede and uh, all the Human Centipedes. Like they're just going for shock. It's like almost like a shock jock of a movie. Yeah. And then they have opportunities to just really tick it up and take it there, but they kind of shied away from it, which is crazy because it's one of the most effed up, disturbing movies. There's a homage to Irreversible's uh, fire extinguisher scene in this yes. movie. What, what it is, is uh, it's Yikes. a new take, and people love the, love the new rules and the new takes on like uh, tropey established like zombie movie. This is a zombie movie where the infected uh, become sexually depraved and sadistic and just want to get each other off, I guess. <laughs> And get all and 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 rape and uh, just destroy. It's it's awful. I'm not even saying anything more because it's a family show. But uh, and they look for people that are uninfected because they that's where the fear comes from. They need fear. It's 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 very gross. Um, and like the first, it got better. It got stronger as it went on. Uh, but some of the motivation for the characters and some I can't speak to the acting so much because I uh, it's I was reading subtitles right, but. Just some of the blocking, just, there's just things that it's like, why would that happen? Why would they, it's just a, these movies just don't really add up to great movies. I, it's, it seems like it's all about the gore and the effects and the premise and like this, the filmmaking is secondary to a lot of that. Mm. And I'm shocked that it's, you know, 88%. So maybe it's because it stays in its lane. It knows what it is, but it's like 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. My goodness. Just oh, from the audience, they just loved it. The, yeah. The Cinephiles well, really this is, this is the critics, 88%. I don't even know what, what it is. What the heck? Yeah. The critics? I think they're just maybe just uh, giving a lot of kudos to the new take on the, on the uh, genre. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm, People, I mean, I remember people loving 28 Days Later or whatever it was, uh, Danny Boyle's. Yeah. Because the zombies ran. That's all he had to, he had to do. He's like, my zombies are going to be fast. They're not going to be George A. Romero's. George A. Romero? George A. Yeah. George a. They're not going to be as like, you know, stumbling, stumble bumps. The, these guys are going to run bumps. and people are like, oh my God, they're running zombies. I've never. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, so you would actually sort of recommend. If it. you like gore and horror and slasher porn for the sake of slasher porn, this is. As over the top as Human Centipede 3, the final sequence, okay. uh, but without the humor. There's really not a whole lot of humor here. Uh, there's funny moments for sure, like some of the leches, one of the leches, uh, older guys that's on the train that comes after her repeatedly has some fun, good lines. Like the, a boy, like this, I can't even say this kind of humor. I, somebody loses their fingers and he says that he'll step in with his girlfriend for him. Don't worry about it. Like that kind of humor. <laughs> I got, I'm trying to be vague. <laughs> <laughs> like that's about as funny as I like I guess. his dad jokes. Whereas, uh, 
you know, human centipede really goes over the top with the absurdity and the jokes. Uh, There actually is some. Yeah. I can see people really loving this movie. Once again, like I can't acquire this taste. I'm trying. (laughs) I'm trying. All right. Oh, speaking of which. Uh, I wanted to mention, what, did, you, did you know who the original director of Do- Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was? Do you know who the original director was? Alex Cox. Oh, God. Miss, Miss Alex. Did you know there's a Alex Cox Walker coming out on Criterion in a couple months? Oh, yeah? I definitely want to watch that. Sorry, Ed Harris. But the original director of that was Scott De- Scott Derrickson, who was the original director of Dr. Strange. The reason why I mentioned Scott Derrickson is I was looking at my Twitter feed la- last night, and I know you and I were talking about how we were not fans of social media, but I was so impressed by runaway train i wanted to actually look at who, what what other people loved runaway train and at the top was scott derrickson oh what a guy and, and he actually uploaded the video where john void is talking about cleaning toilets with a toothbrush and becoming a if you can do that you can become the, the president of chase manhattan so anyway scott derrickson good taste in cinema we talk about runaway train on our latest patreon episode we cover the year 1985 we cover runaway train and reanimator we just got done recording that the reason why i'm saying scott derrickson in our patreon is we need to figure out what our our next year is. Oh my goodness, we you're right. To, we need to figure out. An, oh our my next goodness, year. We, we, we got okay. Uh, and I'm gonna actually, I'm, I'm actually gonna uh, improvise because Anderson is actually cold cockle. He's looking for some kind of machine to actually figure out what the next year is. But Love yeah, we it. just we just covered 1985 and Scott Derrickson and uh, Runaway Train. By the way, hope you guys enjoy that Patreon episode. But if you're not a Patreon member, I can highly recommend Runaway Train. Currently streaming on HBO Max. Can I put words in your mouth, Anderson Cowan, and say at least you strongly recommend Runaway Train? Yeah, no, Train? We, we had great discussions yes. on both these very, very good movies. Four to five star movies, both of them. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, we heard five star, we heard four and a half star, we heard four star. <laughs> these are all upper echelon mid 80s movies that don't get, I guess Reanimator does get talked about quite a bit, but poor Runaway, Runaway Train is not at the top of uh, anyone's mind. Ever and it should be because it's it wasn't phenomenal. Even, uh, it wasn't even on our, our minds, and we're, we're, our job is to actually watch movies, man. So there's a lot, Greg. There's, there's a, lot a lot of movies. Yeah, that's the whole point of this, right? It's trying to uh, trying to thin the. Speaking of point, I sound like a gladhander, but I I just got a recent great recommendation over the film vault. I'm being serious about this. This weekend, I'm going to watch Boiling Point, which yeah. I hear you really love. I love Boiling Point. So, so I, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time yeah, here on it, oh. but I'm just going to say real quick, if you have not seen it, it's streaming in a few places. Stephen Graham uh, is the head chef of this uh, restaurant, and it follows him and the goings on at this restaurant for a full 90 minutes. And you really get a sense of what it's like to to run a restaurant, a a, a better a, a upper echelon uh, fine dining, high pressure restaurant. And it's done all in one take. There are no cheats. It's 90 minute wonder and it's done to affect. This is a movie that would have absolutely worked without it being a wonder. But having it be done as a wonder adds to the the. It feels like a thriller at times. It's really good. Also, I listened to TFV and Anderson Cowan said he actually, at one sequence, he almost choked up. So I'm excited to actually watch it to see if I'm going to choke up while watching Boiling Point. I really did. So, this this, this scene out of out of left field just happens real quick. His real life wife is in it. She mm-hmm. uh, plays a, a baker, uh, a pastry chef. So, hey, thanks for listening to CFE there, Gregor. I was listening to it I'm gonna, over. Brian should be listening to uh, this. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Brian doesn't like movies, so he will never listen to this. Oh, come. All right, here we go. Random yeah. number yes. generator. Uh-huh. This is what we're going to be the year we'll be covering for next month. 1984. 
1980. You're that it's a, it's a fixed iPhone. Is that an iPhone uh, five? 1984, Greg. 1984. And no, you cannot watch no, the sequel no. to uh, Wonder Woman. That does not count. That is not an. <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984 does not count. Okay. So, hey, we are getting – here are the years that we have left. 43, 46, 56, 58, a few in the 60s there, 70, 77, 74. Hey, we, we have about a dozen left or so in 1984. Cool. So last month we did 85 or this month I should say. Next month we're doing 84. 84 Look at that. Really, should, should be really good. We still have 89 left. There's still a handful of years we haven't – but – if you are a Patreon member, if you'd like to hop on, the archive is all there. 1940, you'll hear us celebrate that year where we talk about two movies that we hadn't seen. We screen them, we review them, we do spoilers at the end of them. Uh, and, and we talk about the people that were born in that year and the Academy Awards, highest grossing movies. We, we, we do a little quick celebration, we spend a little over an hour talking about the year in film of 1940, as we did with 1941, 42, 44, 45, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52. I'm not kidding, but all the way through 1988. We've done, I don't know, 37 of them, right? 37 wow. years. And if you want to kind of take a little dip, dip your toe into yesteryear of cinema and then hear us talk about a couple of movies, as well as things going on uh, in, in those years uh, in Hollywood and movies, uh, good time. The archive's pretty thick. Give yeah. you a lot of time to uh, listen to stuff while doing other things. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And our, our recent conversation was very, was very, very good. So... It was okay. the out of Africa year, and uh, we skipped that one. We definitely skipped out of Africa. Thank, thankfully, we made we some jokes, to, though. We made some out of Africa jokes, but <laughs> also, okay, so I'm going to see Boiling Point, but now, as as of present day, for the week of May 20th, Anderson, what is on your radar as far as you want to see? There's only one movie that I want to see May 20th, Greg, and I will be seeing this movie this weekend, and it's called Men. Oh. Alex Garland's Men. I'm very excited. Yes, I will be seen. Yes, and and I'm I'm assuming it might might have gotten received. Uh, it's share mixed reviews, maybe because it looks like a very oblique kind of story. You know, it's Jesse Buckley. She's in a house, and there's she gets. It seems like a haunted house, or maybe she's seeing things. And I don't know if you saw the trailer. It looks really. Interesting. It's got an Apex Twin uh, vibe going to it because uh, I'm seeing dude's face uh, painted on a lot of different faces. Looks like Rory uh, Kinnear is all over the place in this movie. Mm. I uh, like that Aphex Twin video of those of you who know what I'm talking about. The come to daddy. Come to daddy. I, I'm trying to think. To I think is that a Chris Cunningham video? Hmm. I think it is. Yes, it is. Chris Cunningham. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's an amazing video where Aphex Twin's face is on, on all the school children and everyone. It's fantastic. Looks like the same thing's going on with this. I absolutely love Alex Garland. Uh, many of us do. Uh, he made a little a movie called Ex Machina. Did we see Annihilation together? Probably at a screening. I think we did. We saw like a, a early screening together. I ended up being disappointed in that movie, and I'm disappointed at my initial reaction to Annihilation. You because, should be. Yeah, I it's think, amazing. I love it. I liked it more like, than Ex Machina. What did you like it the first time you saw? I it? loved it. Yes. Okay. I had some problems with it. It's not a perfect movie. Uh, it, what does that even say? I hate when you hear it. it's not a but perfect. You liked movie. It no, more no movie's perfect. The second time you I saw only it. saw it one time. Oh. But it sticks in my head, and I think about it all the time, and I refer back to it when I'm watching other movies. I think like, oh, this is very much like Annihilation. I did it with a movie just from a few weeks ago that I saw. Like it was on the on the same scale as far as uh, practical effects and creepiness as Annihilation. What was that that I just saw recently? Oh, I'm trying to think. Anyways, but you you thought that you believe that movie is highly underrated then, as far as Annihilation goes. Yeah, I think people were disappointed, and I think it has to do with you know a sophomore effort being people were kind of prepared, for, waiting for the next Ex Machina, and it was not that. It was very different, very similar right. in a lot of like tone and whatnot, but it was not Ex Machina. It didn't have the pizzazz. It didn't have the Oscar Isaac uh, character, but it has staying power. 
Right. It does have staying power. And that bear, the sound of the the right. bear man pig is something that will never, ever leave my head, Brett. Hey, Greg. Oh, geez. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Don't be sorry. I'm very sorry. It's okay. I don't mind being called. I don't want to call you. <laughs> no, I, I should definitely watch Annihilation again down the road. But yeah, Men is, is going to be interesting to watch. Oh, The Empty Man. You see The Empty Man? Oh, I heard that was great. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, The Empty Man has some imagery that reminded me a lot of Annihilation. Yeah, Empty Man. It's one of those movies that was released by 20th Century Fox, but now it's folded into a streaming kind of thing. So, would you? So, you'd recommend? Kind of recommend Empty Man, right? Sort of. Yeah, but once again, horror. Like you gotta, you gotta dig the horror. Mm. I like some of it, but I had some questions about it. And I, I, Andrew Martin actually assigned it, and I had a nice conversation with Andrew Martin about it. And uh, Empty Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Martin, unbearable weight of uh, massive talent. You see that? No. It looks like a it looks like a movie for streaming. Talk about compromises. Honest. It feels like it was heavily compromised all the way really? throughout. Yeah, it was a gimmick. I could see how like there was some good stuff there. Yeah, and I think that it just got watered way down. Too cute for its own good, kind of. Thing. I think so. Oh, I think so. But I mean, Brian and I had an argument about it. We had a discussion about it. But he liked it. He loved it. I mean, I didn't like that it devolved into a really stupid action movie. I. I while watching Unbearable, I just kept thinking, uh, stupid, just kept ringing out in my head. Like, this movie is just stupid. It's just dumb. And I rarely do that with movies that I choose to see. Anyways, I don't know why I did that. Why I just talked about that out of the, out of the effing blue. Yeah. Uh, when there's men that we were talking about. So, men. Are you so, going to see men? I'm not. I don't think I'm going to see men. I, I, I've already gone. The reason why I'm actually looking at my phone is I'm going to bring up a, another movie that uh, I recently saw. A documentary. Because I know. Docu- have you seen an, any documentaries recently that just. Audible. Really- Audible. It's based on the act- actually app or the actually has nothing uh, to do with it. Has nothing. Oh, but that's really really good. You Audible. Yeah, it's a forty minute uh, a short documentary on Netflix, which I highly recommend for everyone to watch. It's uh, about a, a, a deaf football team. Oh, my hearing impaired football uh, team at a hearing impaired school, and they play uh, hearing teams as well as hearing impaired teams. And it's forty minutes, and the style. It's from the same guy that uh, brought us the Confessions of a Superhero. If you ever saw that one back in the day, where it follows mm. some of the guys mm. down here at Hollywood and Highland who dress okay. up like Marvel and DC characters, oh, interesting, and then follows them in their real life as well when they're not uh, on <laughs> taking pictures with. Uh, tourists. Oh, that sounds like a really good documentary. Confessions of a Superhero is yeah. very good, yes. They all have, like, the Batman guy is like, kind of a dick. The Superman guy really thinks that he's something special. It's very interesting. And you'll fall in love with the uh, the Hulk guy. He's a beautiful human being. Yeah, but this one is audible, and it's uh, it's moving. Curious question. Yes. If you were doing this and TFV and watching movies every week. Every day. Would, every day. Would you just like to watch documentaries? I mean, if you just had that time to... No, you, you know what? You truth know what be told, I would watch documentaries here and there with the wife, for sure. But what I would absolutely be doing is re-watching movies that I love, like my friends. And I talk about how I think of movies as friends. And they're the only thing in my life that aren't going to change, pretty much. Everything changes. And I don't get to go back and hang out with my old friends. I, uh, you resent that. Oh, no, you, you regret that. It's the one thing that I sacrifice for doing these shows that I really miss, is being able to go back and just like, oh, I have a free night. I'm going to watch A Clockwork Orange. I don't get to do that. Oh, I'm going to watch 3 O'Clock High. I haven't seen it in a few years. Oh, I always thought that you would have wanted to just, if you had your choice, you would just watch documentary films. I always felt that. Or you would watch more. I would probably watch more or... I don't know. Maybe it's, it, I, I know I would watch my old favorites more often. And I'm, you know, with each passing year, I, I don't watch, don't have a chance to watch them and I get less familiar with them. And it's sad. Can I tell you something nightmarish? What what would happen if you don't get to see a clockwork orange for until you reach 
fifties, mid fifties, early sixties. Can you imagine your, your life becomes so busy? You see what I'm saying? It's so I know it's getting there, Greg. Right. So is that correct? I wonder if there's something to maybe I should come up with a clockwork orange day on my calendar each year. And I just, I watch it at least a week out of the year is the week that I'm going to watch a clockwork orange. And then a week out of the year is when I'm going to watch like butcher boy. Like I, I pick, maybe I schedule some of these movies that I miss. Here's a sad game. I miss them so much. But the long game is what happens one day you're, you're older, your sensibilities change. And let's say the butcher boy, which I'm looking at right now, what if it doesn't hold the same power as it did when you first saw it? Hmm? Are you suggesting it won't? I'm just saying. The great France, uh, Francis Brady. Oh man, I almost messed his name up. It's been so long. Uh, no, you didn't. Man. Yeah, I almost did. I, I almost called him France. You know what I'm doing though? I'm, I'm setting it up because I, I work a lot out here in the garage. It's just I don't do much work where I can have stuff on in the background because most of the stuff that I do is like research or focused or Editing, writing. Right. Like, I can't. But I am setting it up so that I'll be able to like throw on, say, a clockwork orange in the background while I'm doing some like you know stuff with my hands out here. But why would you do that? Because that's a, that's your number one special movie. I mean, yeah, but something. I mean, I know it so well. At least having it on in the background, at least, and I can look up for you know certain spots. Like at least it's like, oh, there. like a friend. Yeah, like, like a friend. Said, okay, these movies fair. are like friends to me. They really are. Oh, like they're okay. not going to change. I might change, but they're not going to change. They're not going to become something different. They're going to make me feel good and laugh and look forward to certain. Just like a. But friends change too. I got friends that became racist. <laughs> yeah. well, Clockwork yeah. Orange is not going to become a racist on me. Yeah, and, you, and and these people you still do podcasts with. I was, I, you know, you're, I was. Are you suggesting Brian's a racist? Uh, no, I, just, he didn't become a racist. Suggesting me? I was kidding. I'm kidding. I'm you didn't kidding. become a racist. No, but I have. I have one good thing for May 20th. Before we get to May 27th, speaking documentaries. Yeah. Doc, I, first of all, diatribe. You just brought up documentaries. I'm like, Sydney Lumet. Do you like Sydney Lumet films from the 70s? William. I heard you guys talking about this. Oh, you did. Okay. Hold your fire. Hold your fire. Hold your fire. Yep. It's out on Friday. Uh, well, I don't know when we're releasing this. May 20th. Every, out in theaters or everywhere you rent movies. Hold your fire. Set in 1973 in New York, specifically the Bronx, for Muslim youth. They actually enter a store trying to retrieve guns. Seems like a quote unquote simple, tragic, Smash, uh, rob and get smash the guns. And get, smash, smash, uh, rob the store, rob, rob the owner, get the guns, leave. Mm. Nope. What happens is supposedly the longest ever hostage standoff in history. Bronx, New York, 1973. Hold your fire. Written and directed by Stephen or Stephen Forbes. Very, very, very good. And he, he previously directed Boogeyman, the Lee Atwater story. Hold your fire from IFC Films. Must see great interviews with, with some, a couple of the youths who are obviously now adults. They, they reflect back on their crime and also some of the hostages involved in that situation. Also the store owner, the cops. Who our buddy Eric Holmes was very triggered by the NYPD. Yes, he's telling me that yesterday. And he was very, very triggered. So that's a movie that, oh, well, you talked to Eric. He loves that movie very, very much. And it's a very interesting documentary. You're passionate about that genre. So I'm sure down the, down the line, before I, one of these days, you're going to make a documentary of your own, I'm sure of it. And this is, this is right up your alley. So I'm passionate about compelling filmmaking, Greg. Okay. Okay. Well, right. True. Hold your fire from IFC. Have you seen uh, May 20th? Let the Fire Burn? No, I've never. No, I, I don't even know that. That's all source footage, which makes that movie all the more um, uh, amazing and, and, and impressive. But this one sounds like it has some talking heads, and I'm actually seeing a talking head. Yeah, there's a bunch of talking heads. In a- when you can take just source footage and repurpose it, not even use VO and right. tell the story. Oh, 
Not too much VO. Not, not, some VO and hold, but the talking heads are done really well. Hold your fire. I'll be the judge of that. Chris. Yes, you will be the judge of that. <laughs> and it gives you that that era, that flavor of 1970s Love New it. York. Gritty. Dog day afternoon. Gross. That, Rotting apple New York. Yes, yes. Warriors. So, in war, well, yeah, yeah, like that. that, that Taxi driver. Yeah, that, that, exactly. So Love yeah, it. My right New York. Up, yes, your New York. Yes, it's my New York. I was so disappointed when I went there in 2005, and that New York is no longer really? there. Oh, it's gone. That, it's just like- Went to uh, all five boroughs Dis- looking for uh, my New York, and it was all nice. Disneyland and everything like that, gentrified. For the so most part, nice. We do, we do miss that part And it sleeps York. a lot. Oh, it's a city that never sleeps. <laughs> it's like I was wandering around at three in the morning looking for a bar, nothing. You know, uh, <laughs> Eric Holmes actually on, on our podcast, he was he was uh, insulting New York, and I was, I was uncomfortable. I, and now here you I are. I need to spend New some more, more time You love New York. York. I love the idea of New York, but my New York is much different than what New York actually is because I grew up watching movies that were set in New York in the 70s <laughs> yeah. thinking that I was good. When I first got there, Dingy, I watched grit. over 70 blocks. We, we landed. I went with my buddy. Yeah. He and his wife went to bed. She was pregnant, and I just hit the streets. And uh, I walked 70 blocks the first night I got there trying wow. to get to where the five points took place. There's a park there now, Greg. It's a park. Oh, nice park. Nice I, was park. Expe- I don't know what I was expected to see. <laughs> you want a knife fight or something? Or <laughs> Interesting. I just wanted to stand where I, I thought I knew something was and, and scream, on my challenge! I wanted to do that, but I wasn't afforded the opportunity. My feet were so swollen the next day, I could barely even walk. Kind of screwed up the rest of my New York trip. <laughs> 70 blocks. 70 blocks. That's in, a lot of blocks. In New York. So yeah, hold your fire. And men, that's that's the movies we're recommending on May twentieth, May twenty seventh. What are, what are your picks for May twenty seventh? May twenty seventh is a movie that's been uh, talked about quite a bit. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of anticipation for this one. Some might say decades worth of anticipation. Is this the Italian film Akiara, which I really love? No, no, no. no, no okay, this sorry, is a sorry, sorry. movie about planes being flown, planes, trains. Uh, I was in a theater the other day where the the trailer was played, a, an uncut scene. Like, like, like they used to do. I appreciate that. They did that for uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises not too long ago. Christopher Nolan's uh, third and final installment of the Dark Dark Knight, mm-hmm. and uh, it was amazing. It was it was that scene where they overtake the the plane. Yes, the, it was amazing. Right, Love it was it. like great scene, best yeah. scene of the whole movie probably. And we got to see it as like a little sneak peek. That's I'm not what they use in the that. That's good. That yeah, the best scene. I hope they're not using the best scene in the whole movie for Top Gun that they showed us uh, uncut yeah, as a trailer, uh, because it's it's. While it's got some amazing uh, footage, as you'd imagine, of the actors in these uh, actual planes, uh, the the dialogue is so stiff and stilted mm-hmm. that it makes me dread seeing this movie. Top Gun Maverick, directed by Joseph Kaczynski. Mm-hmm. From, Oblivion. From, from Oblivion, only The Brave, which is based on Tron Legacy. Yeah, and he's uh, you know only the brave stars Miles Teller and also stars only the brave also stars Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly and Miles Teller are also in Top Gun Maverick. Obviously, the lead actor is Tom Cruise. Val Kilmer's in it as Iceman. For me, it's a five star film. I saw it a week ago. I saw it. I love Top Gun Maverick. Saw it over at the Century City Mall where we saw where we saw the Lost City. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate that. Very nice. Sorry Very about nice that. Five stars for me. And again, still to dialogue, but it's dialogue that you would expect from the 1980s because- Is it an homage to like it's 80s? An homage. Is, it's it, is it fun? Call, is it it's tongue in cheek? It's total callback. Okay. It's a All total right. callback. And yes, it is still to dialogue. And you're you're wondering, what the heck? But it's still so much fun. All right. It's like, yeah, I Good. love-
loved this everything is all great to hear. about Top Gun Maverick. I saw it on IMAX. See it in IMAX. Tom Cruise does not, I, you know, he still looks young. And there is a great, I'm not going to spoil too much. It's great that Val Kilmer's in it. There's some emotional moments between uh, between a Maverick and Ice, played by Val Kilmer. And Miles Teller's very, I can't. I can't wait. Very convincing. Honestly, I did not of, appreciate Son of Goose. Tom Gunn when it, Top Gun? Tom, Tom Gunn, Top, Top Gun when it first came yeah. out. Oh. Top Gun Maverick. It's everyone's gonna love it. Tarantino's take on Top Gun in that movie directed by Excuse me, I would rescue no no by Rory Kelly. Yeah, your my, guy. my old professor. Your old your guy. Yeah, yeah. And he, what was the name of that movie? I forgot. Sleep, Sleep with me. Sleep with me. Eric Stoltz. Yeah, he, he made a very, very nineties independent movie called Sleep With Me, Eric Stoltz. And uh, and Tarantino's talking to Todd Field and they're talking about Oh, was that Todd Field he's talking Field. to? Oh my that god. Todd Field from Rory, uh, the, you had like in, masters. In yeah, you had no idea. Yeah. And Todd uh, Field. Uh, yeah, little uh, a, little uh, a, a little children. Little children. Oh my yeah, god, Todd he's Field. so good. Yeah. Todd, we need more Todd Field. Yeah. Anyway, but he's got Tarantino Todd, Todd, Todd Field. Field. Yeah. <laughs> Whose place did he take? Using that. Yeah, he took uh, somebody's place. No, Pollock took Harvey Keitel's place. Yeah. All right. Uh but yeah, he's got them talking, uh, it's like a, a house party and then they're talking movies and yeah. a little aside. And it's just Tarantino being Tarantino talking about his take on, uh, Top Gun being like the gayest movie of all yeah, time. Or more erotic, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I didn't, I did not. Good take. Top, Top Gun was just like, it was like made for jocks, I think, in the, in the day. Like there was a certain yeah. type of, yeah. of person that really responded to Top Gun and that was not my crowd. So I never. The bro really crowd. The bro crowd. The yeah. bro crowd. Yeah. yeah. I grew to, to love. Tony Scott later on with like True Romance and other other movies. Last Boy Scout, Unstoppable, mm. Revenge. Yep. But uh, okay, good, good to know that like it. It just kind of knows what it is and it's having fun with it. It's a five star film. It's five it, star. Every every. You, I, I was listening to TFE the whole thing. You're talking about the whole uh, training in the planes. Yeah, yeah. Worth, worth it. Yeah. Everything. It's so exciting. The only the only mistake you're gonna make is if you actually listeners if you actually watch it on standard. Uh, it would be a waste. Standard def. St- what are you talking standard about? Standard def. Like no one's gonna watch it. this on standard def. I mean, I'm just That's saying. Even... I, w- I would be the kind of person who would because I'm trying to save money like everyone else is. But you see it on IMAX. IMAX. You see it on IMAX. Okay, yeah. yeah. Saw you that. saw it on IMAX. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. You hear everything. Everything's good. Yeah. I'm gonna throw a little spoiler. If you're if you're missing Danger Zone, don't worry. Danger Zone's there. <laughs> That's a little the only the spoiler. Celebrates I'm gonna give. the movie <laughs> yes. that it was, and it's okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little excited. This is this is very yes. very encouraging, very good news. You're and gonna roll your eyes, but you're still gonna be have have a good time. If it knows what it is and it's doing, like it's kind of like what the hipsters do with like you know the, like my childhood and they're like wearing stuff ironically and having fun with it. It's, it's Bill Burr said it best when he's like, "Oh, look at that! Like Iron Maiden's coming back." It's like, "Oh wait, no, they're just making fun of my childhood." <laughs> <laughs> if they're doing that, I don't care if they make fun of this movie and have fun with the, the absurdity of it because I didn't, I wasn't a fan to begin with. I didn't hold it near and dear. I think they honor this movie, but in a way, it's a lot of it's tongue in cheek. So you're going to have a good time. Can't wait to, to hear what you guys think about. Kind of like what they did with 21 Jump Street. Like they, you know, there's no way to make a serious version of that. So they had a lot of fun with what 21 Jump Street would be like today with role reversal and. Yeah. Can you imagine Tom Cruise close to 60 or if not 60 already, just still good. doing it? He looks very still, good. He's the man. My buddy, uh, Milan Janison, Mickey Janison, my uh, a very good friend, DP of Groupers. Uh, he worked on this movie a lot, quite a bit. After almost beginning to end, he worked oh. on Oblivion too. He was over in Iceland for so months. he knows Kaczynski very yeah, well. He knows Kaczynski. Oh, very cool. Are you ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's go. Uh, you got anything else for? I only have two movies. Oh, was, you said you were working on a new project. What are you, are you thinking about? Done? No, done not a new no, project. No, my not, next project. What's your next? It's, what's your, it's, what? It's uh, Ben. It's uh, 
Oh yeah, of course you've been talking about it. Yeah, yeah, right. but yeah, yeah. you know, COVID came along. My five year old. Uh, Do you get to talk about it on, on, on the different pods, like your your creative process? I, no, I did. Maybe I, AD I did two and a half years. Uh, I've got the, a movie to make. I got a movie to make, and it kind of ended with I me moving into this house. And I it's been this. seven months now, and I'm getting very close. I oh. looks like I have a, a good friend of mine who's very interested in, in helping with the producing side of things. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to be moving forward. We're actually going to go. I had it budgeted out at something that I thought I might be able to raise that money. And now we're talking about going for bigger, getting that bigger name involved. We're, we'll see. But I think I got something pretty special on my hands, but a lot of work ahead of me. But uh, yeah, exciting stuff. It's a great script. Exciting stuff. Thank you. I got to change some, some things. I got to soften it up a little bit, I think, because uh, uh, huh? now that I'm working with the actual mentally, uh, oh, the, oh, the oh, group right, that right. I might actually have in there, I want to rewrite oh, and work some things for the right. actual people that I'm going to uh, cast in it. So, but then I was working with this group, it, with this, this acting group that actually they're all mentally challenged. They're all like either on the spectrum or they have Down syndrome. When are we all, doing this? Uh, like six months, eight months a year. Okay. Ago. And then COVID came back and then they had to stop and scale back a little I didn't bit. Know this. But now I'm getting, I'm getting back entrenched with those guys. I just talked to them uh, recently, and it's going to be exciting to, uh, to get involved with those guys again and, and look for people that I'm going to uh, actually cast in the movie. That sounds really awesome, actually. We just need a big name at the top, and I got some targets, some really good targets, and I think that we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'm going to be. I'm going to bring back a new feed here soon. Oh, right. so excited for this! I'm excited for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very I can't be. I can't be a one one and done director. I got other things going. Come on. All right. Yeah. Wow. Exciting. Come on now. All right. How do we, we don't say, how do we say goodbye? Thank you guys no, uh, so much. We what? don't no, do that we don't here. Do, we, Remember? We, we, that was we, our first <laughs> sign off. No, no. Yeah. What is that? What was that? The first sign off? Like flirting with disaster. Hey, who's, no, no, no. Who's that? Yeah. Who's that coming out the door or something like that? Yeah. Flirting with disaster. Oh, we don't do that here. I remember that. No, That's it. We, we don't do that here. Yeah. All right. We got to get out of here. Bye. Yes. guys.